Welcome into another HS Extra Pep Talk podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside my partner, Joe Serrera, as we get you set for week one of the high school football season. Joe, we kick off early this year. McMichael at Andrews on Thursday night to get us rolling. Yeah, that's the first NCHSAA game. We actually did have a High Point Christian uh, game last week. Uh, the Cougars uh, opened in what uh, the private schools are calling Week Zero with a 45 nothing win over Charlotte Commonwealth. Uh, but this week, because of the uh, the annual scheduling conflicts at Simeon Stadium and High Point, Andrews gets a Thursday night home game against McMichael. And on Friday night, High Point Central has the unenviable task of entertaining uh, defending 2A state champion Reedsville with a lot of talent coming back. Yeah, that, that's going to be a tough game for Wayne Jones Ball Club, but Joe, we, uh, we have a nice top 10 that has been put together. A lot of input from around the region this year from coaches who voted in our poll, so we thank them for that. Uh, Dudley, number one in the poll, not afraid to take on a West Forsyth team uh, over in Clemens. Uh, that should be a good series for the first uh, two years of that deal, and we'll see if they extend it out even further. Yeah, that's a game that uh, our good friend J.P. Mundy is going to be providing coverage for uh, us on uh, West Forsyth in his backyard in Clemens, and uh, that's definitely the kind of game that uh, we like to see two powerhouse programs in the area with great fan followings getting together, giving people some good football early in the season, and uh, both programs challenging each other. Uh, they certainly are. Joe, do you want to run through the rest of the top ten? Yes. Kind of just give people a, a view of, of what the initial landscape of the uh, of the region looks like here as we get ready for uh, the kickoff of NCHSAA football. Yeah, you can definitely uh, sense uh, folks looking at what happened last season and ranking accordingly because there are still a lot of unknowns, obviously, at this point in the season. Number two, uh, and really not that far behind Dudley in terms of number of votes and points, uh, I mentioned them, the defending 2A state champion, Reedsville Rams. They're, uh, they are coming off a 16-0 season, opening at High Point Central. Uh, they were obviously very good last year. Had a couple of very close calls last year. Uh, Northwest Guilford gave them a good game. Moorhead uh, was a blocked field goal return from a touchdown for a touchdown away from nearly knocking off the Rams. But boy, they were a very young team last year. A lot of sophomores and juniors, and we've said it before: if you're a two A team and you didn't get Reedsville last year, you're probably not going to get them for the next year or two with all the. Uh, maturing talent that they have there. Guys who got state championship game experience last year. And at number three, speaking of state championship games, the Southeast Guilford Falcons. They lost uh, to Matthews Weddington in the three AA championship game last year. Finished 14-2. and That was kind of a magical season for Kennedy Tinsley's team. A great senior class. Lots of experience. Uh, guys who, who knew how to win and led that program so well last year. Most of those guys are gone. A lot of people to replace there, but there's still plenty of talent at Southeast Guilford. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know they they've still got a lot to prove. And again, another team from the area going on the road and really testing themselves in their opener. They're going to Scotland on Friday night. That's a Scotland team that uh, nearly knocked off unbeaten East Forsyth in the 4A championship game last year. So boy, you want to talk about challenging yourself right off the bat, but that'll be a great two-year series also. Brings us down to number four, and number four and five, uh, appropriately because they are intense rivals, boy, that was close voting. Grimsley comes in at number four, 
Page comes in at number five. Clearly the two best teams in the Metro 4A conference this season. Uh, Grimsley rising. Page with a lot of graduation losses, but there's still a lot of talent uh, on those two teams. And this year and next year, with the schedule setting up the way it is, that's the last game of the regular season for both teams. So uh, that likely will determine the Metro 4A championship. And uh, that, that's a game, Spencer, that I'm already looking forward to, and I know you are also. Yeah, uh, obviously no love lost between those two programs. Uh, it, it should be a good one. Yeah, and if those two teams are strong together for a few years, that that's great for Guilford County football, for Greensboro football, and for the fans of those two schools. I mean, they've obviously uh, made a big deal out of that game. It's been a huge rivalry game forever, but if that game becomes a significant game statewide with both teams having a shot to win, Page has pretty much dominated that series, that could be even more fun over the next couple of years. Then talk about uh, close voting again, a tie for the number six spot in the poll. Eastern Guilford coming off of a 10-3 and three season. Northern Guilford an 8-4 and four season. They used to both be in the Mid-State 3A. Eastern Guilford in the last round of realignment got moved to the Mid-Piedmont 3A where they're now in with uh, Southeast Guilford. But uh, both of those teams are coming off of good seasons. Northern Guilford has a ton of seniors this year. Coach Eric Westbrook hasn't really had that in his time at Northern. He's got it this year. The opposite side of the coin Eastern Guilford, a lot of graduation losses there, although you start with quarterback Kamel Smith, you throw in running back Hezekiah Newby, that, that's still some talent and some guys to build around, but a, a very experienced group last year at Eastern Guilford is much younger this year. Then we come around back to the Metro 4A, we've got Ragsdale at number 8. The Tigers have been in contention for the Metro 4A title the last two years, went into the last game of the regular season both years against Page with a chance, if they had beaten Page, to either win or share that conference title. And that's going to be a little bit trickier this year. A lot of graduation losses there, some injuries that have kind of hampered the Tigers a little bit in the preseason. And with Grimsley definitely getting better, uh, it's going to be tough for Ragsdale to, to be in that, that one or two spot in the Metro 4A. But hey, you know they're, they're still good, and Page and Grimsley are going to have to be ready when they face Ragsdale because it's a well-coached team with a lot of talent. Number nine, a private school in there, a team that's already 1-0, High Point Christian, Scott Bell. The coach there has a ton of talent on offense, skill position guys, wide receivers. He's got two quarterbacks who can play, and maybe, maybe the best linebacking core in the area. Uh, Wistar Allen, a four-year starter. He's headed to Richmond, and twin brothers, uh, Chase and Colby Cox, 6'2", 210, uh, big numbers on tackles, great athletes. Uh, they're going to be an interesting team to watch. They play some uh, charter school and almost homeschool type teams, but they also play a number of the NCISAA state powers. So we'll see how that all pans out, where they end up at the end of the season, but they come in at number nine and rounding out the top 10, a team with uh, some coaching turnover in the off season, Southwest Guilford, the Cowboys, Eric Rainey stepped down, uh, wanted to step away from coaching for a few years, watch his son Jaron play at ECU. He's still a teacher at the school, but he's not the coach anymore. Chuck Doak, who is a coordinator at Southwest for a number of years and knows that program. He takes over. Eight and four last year, but a ton of graduation losses and a four-star defensive uh, lineman, Miles Murphy, transferred out to Dudley. So Southwest is going to have to regroup a little bit this year and they're in Dudley's conference along with uh, strong Mount Tabor and Parkland teams. So it's going to be tough for Southwest, but that's our top ten as we open the season. 
Joe, uh, you, you mentioned uh, a couple games in there that I definitely want to touch on real quick, uh, even a little more. The, the Northern Guilford at Grimsley game, I think that that's one of those games that uh, I don't think you and I can overstate it enough. If you want to stay within Guilford County for opening night, that, that's probably the matchup you want to be at. Yeah, that's that's a great game for both teams, a real measuring stick uh, game for both teams. Northern has found a way to win that one the last two years, and that's that's been huge for the Nighthawks in terms of setting the tone for their season. And it's taken Grimsley a little bit, a game or two, to recover from losing that game in tough fashion the last couple of years. You know, if Grimsley is going to be the Metro 4A contender, the rising power that I think we both believe they will be this year, the Whirlies, that's a game that they need to win. And for Northern Guilford, winning that game is even more important, maybe, because after going to Jameson Stadium to face Grimsley, in week two they go to Marion Kirby Stadium and face Page. You know, we've got in 3A and 4A this year a number of area teams that are not ducking anybody. They're playing killer non-conference schedules. That's an example of it with Northern Guilford. Uh, Page is playing a brutal non-conference schedule this year, even uh, with an out-of-state team, uh, Highland Springs from Virginia, an undefeated state champion in Virginia last year. So uh, this Northern Guilford Grimsley game, though, will really, I think, set the tone for both teams for the season. Speaking of state champions, uh, uh, who do you believe has a real shot at uh, winning a state championship this year? Obviously, you've got to start with talking about Reedsville, the Rams. Uh, they they were in, not, I wouldn't say rebuilding year last year, but they were very young at a lot of key positions. It was the first time in recent memory when they had a starting quarterback at the beginning of the season who had no varsity experience, and that was Kyle Pinnix. Well, all he did was throw for over 2,000 yards and earn the MVP award in the state championship game. He grew up as a senior Season went on. That defense came around. They, they are loaded at the wide receiver position. You've got Breon Pass, who's one of the better athletes in this part of the state, an all-area basketball player and football player, rising junior, big-time scholarship offers in both sports, although football will probably be where he focuses. Uh, another receiver, DeMontez Canada, who had a huge state championship game last year and is a, a senior, the younger brother of our player of the year last year, Travion Canada. That Reedsville team is just loaded. The, they have to be considered a prohibitive favorite to win the 2A title. The other team that I think we got to talk about and with a big question mark, but with, boy, a ton of talent, is the Dudley Panthers. And, you know, you've seen that, that program enough over the years, Spencer, to know how strong they are. But the quarterback position, obviously, is the question. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, you know, the big thing for them right now, Joe, and I think that since Hendon Hooker has left, uh, they've been searching for a game manager more than anything. They need someone that can that they can trust to let the run game develop. If they can have the running game develop, they'll be okay. They always find a way to make that happen. Dudley, of course, has had plenty of running backs roll on through there uh, and carry them to the promised land. Uh, the bottom line is, though, that this is a defensive ball club, and you also need uh, – but you do need someone to try and find Michael Wyman on the outside and get him the ball every once in a while. 
Yeah, and they've got another wide out, uh, more of a slot guy, Makai Wall, one of the best uh, kick returners in the state last year as a freshman. They hope to get him the ball maybe on some orbit sweeps, jet sweeps this year, but also get him the ball on quick screens and other passes out into space. And Mike Wyman, when you've got a target who's 6'4", 195, 200 pounds, can run like he can, you've got to find ways to get him the ball. Not necessarily, you're not going to suddenly see Air Dudley. That's not going to happen. Not, not as long as Stephen Davis is there and that program is committed to physical ground-oriented football and there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's been incredibly successful and they've got the guys to do it but you said a game manager and a guy who two or three times a game when the opportunity presents itself to hit a pass either on a, on a catch and long run or to be able to go vertical once or twice a game and stretch that defense, keep the defense honest. If they get that from Emmanuel Elliott or Jameer Slade, two sophomores who both have a lot of talent but, no, but very little experience, if they can get that from either one and stay healthy. Injuries, let's face it, have killed the Panthers the last two years, especially in 2017. They were just decimated. And the funny thing about that, though, is a number of freshmen and sophomores who got to play that year because of injuries. Uh, we're talking about you, Peyton Page, four-star recruit. They got experience that year and got game film that colleges could see and now the benefit of those kids having to play early and young is showing because those kids are ready now. They're dominant players and there's just so much talent on that Dudley team. You talked about establishing the running game. They've got a stable of running backs that is is unmatched in the area. Miles Smith, Marlon Darby, uh, Milan Summers, Nashawn Wilhite, and Branson Adams comes over from Page as a transfer. He'll be a slot guy and a running back. You've got five guys like that. You probably won't have any of them maybe rush for more than 500 yards, but they're all going to have yardage. They're all going to get touches, and they all bring something a little bit different in terms of skill set and approach to the table. That Dudley team if the quarterback situation pans out, I've got to think that, that they're going to be playing uh, at least in the three AA regional championship game, if not the state championship game. Joe, you mentioned uh, some 500-yard rushers. We have not had very many 1,000-yard rushers here lately. Uh, do you believe that the triad has trended more towards bigger players that are excelling and moving on to go play major college football or uh, or, or are we just in a little bit of a, a lull right now when it comes to uh, the talent uh, at the skill positions or is it a combination of both? I think, I think there's definitely a cyclical element to it. I think uh, we've, we're going to have a, 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 a trio of, of stories on the three outstanding four-star recruit defensive linemen we have in Guilford County this year in Greensboro, stacked in the sophomore, junior, and senior classes. Travis Shaw, Grimsley, sophomore, Peyton Page, Dudley, junior, Miles Murphy, Dudley, senior, all at least six foot four, at least 280 pounds, can move. It's it's unique to get a group of guys like that around here with that kind of size at those positions, but I think we have kind of gotten away from the high-powered offenses. I think defenses have been winning games lately, although Reedsville can certainly put some points on the board. But in Guilford County, certainly, I think the trend has been toward defense. I think people have seen the spread attacks enough. When I say people, I mean the coaches over the last five to ten years, the people have found counters to it. they found ways to disrupt those spread attacks. And you have to have 
elite athletes to really make things go with those spread attacks. You look back a couple of years ago to Northwest Guilford when they had Thomas Hennigan, who's up at Appalachian State now, and Trey Turner, who's at Virginia Tech. Two great athletes, big playmakers. You know, they, they were going to produce points. At Page, you had a quarterback, Will Jones, who's at Western Carolina now, who was one of the better passers I've seen around these parts in recent years and was an underrated runner. You had Hendon Hooker at Dudley. You had a runner, Javon Leak at Page, who's become a major, major factor in the Big Ten at Maryland. All of those skill position guys, we had a great run of them. I think we're kind of in a little bit of a lull, but there's some young quarterbacks and under-the-radar quarterbacks we're developing who I think will put up those numbers this year. But the only returning uh, running back in Guilford County we have who rushed for at least 1,000 yards last year is uh, junior Jalen Fairley at Southeast Guilford. He's a little guy, about 5'7", 160, 170, but doesn't mind running between the tackles. He's talented, but uh, Monterius Godfrey, who was at High Point Central, rushed for over 1,000 yards as a freshman. And as a sophomore, for his junior year, he's at Glen High School over in Kernersville. We don't have those rushers. Uh, we don't have uh, a lot of two, we don't have two thousand yard passers other than Kyle Pinnix. It's a little bit of a lull on that side of the ball, but it's cyclical. It's going to come back. The one thing you can always count on in this area, in Guilford County, in the Triad, is that there are going to be some great football players. It's just a matter of what positions they happen to be at in a particular year. And I think right now we're seeing some. Phenomenal defensive lineman and a little bit of a lull at the skill positions. Well, Joe, I know you're excited to get on back out to uh, all of the stadiums and start to cover these games again. We hope that everybody will tune in on a weekly basis as we bring in the HS Extra Pep Talk podcast and visit greensboro.com and hsextra.com for continuing coverage uh, throughout the year of all high school athletics. But for uh, the fall, really, uh, our football coverage. Uh, we, we try and get out to everybody and, and make sure that uh, we cover everybody fairly. And, uh, you know, we, we look forward to hearing from everybody on Twitter um, and letting us know uh, what's going on in the area. Make sure you do hit us up. Uh, if there's a good story, we want to know about it. So uh, let us know what's taking place, and, uh, and we'll try and get on out there and uh, make some coverage notes uh, about those tips. So for my partner, Joe Serrera, I'm Spencer Turkin. We'll be back next week with the HS Extra Pep Talk podcast. Take care, everybody.